You are listening to the You Are Techie podcast, episode number 94. Welcome to the You Are Techie podcast, where it's all about growing in your techiness so you can find the tech job of your dreams. And now your host, technology learning coach, Ellen Toomey. Hey moms, are you trying to break into tech? Are you wondering what skills you really need to get hired? And how those skills can be worth $45 an hour. Not that $25 an hour you thought when you first started thinking about going back to work. If so, then the UR Techie membership is for you. Our combination of courses, coaching, and community come with the mentor support you need to keep moving forward into your tech career. It's like no other membership available. We have the exact skills employers are looking for. You'll learn how to maximize your income with portfolio-ready skills that hiring managers are seeking. Not to mention the steps you can skip so you don't find yourself down that endless tech learning rabbit hole. Join me as we walk you step-by-step through the getting hired process in tech. Sign up at youartechie.com. That's Y-O-U-A-R-E-T-E-C-H-Y.com. I can't wait to see you in our membership. Welcome to the show. Today, we're talking about your dream job. Let's dive in because if you hear the term dream job and you think dream job, I'll take any job. This one's for you. I understand that it may not feel like a dream job is even possible. I mean, you hear so many stories about people who are miserable at their jobs and not even sure that they want to work. Like if you're a stay-at-home mom, you're thinking about going back to work and then you think, well, why would I want to go there if it's totally miserable? Maybe it would be easier to just stay at home and keep volunteering or go back and do my old job. Is it really worth the hassle of building new skills for something that may not even be exactly what you want? Yes. The answer is yes. (laughs) I want you to learn the power of focusing your attention on what you want. And whether or not it comes exactly the way you planned is not the point. As moms, we so often try to fit our work into the world of constraints that are either imposed on us or perceived to be imposed on us, typically by our families or by their obligations, their work, their school, their extracurriculars. I mean, it's not like we can just skip making dinner for the family, right? We can't just not feed them. They do need to eat, right? So once we, and this is how we think, once we get those ducks in a row, then we can fit our needs around that. But the problem is that with this type of thinking, we end up making concessions that we don't really want and might not even need to make out of fear that we won't be able to do the job that we're asked to do. So when you think about your dream job, I want you to remove the constraints that you currently have in your mind. I know, I know. You're not going to neglect your children. They're not going to starve. You will be there for them. You will help them, love them, care for them. But for now, I just want you to focus on you. I want you to start from the perspective of what you want, and then we'll figure out the other stuff later. Can you do that with me? Because that's really going to help you understand what's most important for you and help you to be most successful. 
your family will benefit from that arrangement. So if you are not consistently making concessions for your family that they may not even want you to make, what happens is when you start to build the career from your energized perspective, then you can show up for your family at the end of the night without feeling like, I'm totally exhausted. I have no energy for you. No, you want to go to work. You want to have interesting discussions. You want to contribute meaningfully. And then you want to show up for your kids as a highly energized parent who cares about their needs. But if you focus from the perspective of all the concessions and constraints and try to fit it in around it, try to fit your career in around that, then you're likely not going to show up with the energy that you need. Okay. Let me explain a really specific scenario so that you understand what I'm talking about and how this is so important. Because if you're sitting here thinking, Ellen, no, just let me list out the things, the responsibilities I have to make, and then you'll understand how I need to build around it. But the problem with that logic is that you don't even understand the options that are available to you when you come from that perspective. So I'll give you an example. I know when I was staying at home with my kids, I could not have envisioned a time when I did not cook nightly dinner from scratch. It did not occur to me. Now, there was one night a week I did chicken nuggets and mac and cheese. That was like my you know night off. And then every other night I made dinner like from scratch, which sounds so dramatic, but that's just what I knew. That's the only thing I knew. So I just did it. And now I rarely do that. And my kids are well fed. I promise you, they're really big eaters. So what's changed in my life? Well, number one, my husband's an awesome cook. So he does a lot of the cooking. And at that stage in our life, if you're thinking, well, my husband's not a great cook. I promise you, I had no idea it was a hidden talent of his. But much, even more than that, he enjoys it. He enjoys it. Now, even though he enjoys it, he can't do it seven nights a week. It's it's a, too much on either of us. So now we have these pre-made solutions and we still are very healthy about our food. So he doesn't cook every night and I don't cook every night and we found a way to make it work. But the point is that it would have been unimaginable to me when I was a stay-at-home mom taking care of the four kids eight years ago. I couldn't have conceived of it. So when I was thinking about trying to go back to work, when I was trying to get a job, I'm thinking, okay, well, how can I get home to make dinner? If those things are coming to your mind, that's not going to serve you. Let's be honest. No one's skipping dinner here. No one's going to not feed their kids. So let's put that aside for now because it's just something that will happen. And we need to build our career from a different perspective, not from the constraints and concessions in our life. So when it comes to your dream job, it's really important that you begin to write down what you know and like. And many of you out there don't even know what you like. You might say, okay, tell me what the job is like. Tell me what the job of a UX designer is. I can tell you what the duties of a UX designer are. I can tell you what the duties of a developer are. But the reality is that pretty much every different environment you're in is going to be a different type of job. Some are more collaborative. Some are more independent, self-independent work and you're working by yourself. 
Some are more client-based. Some have agile. Some do not. It really, there you can pretty much have it however you like. Even just in the field of tech, even in a tech department or a tech company, there are just so many opportunities. You need to start defining what you like. What do you What do you want? And then also, what you don't like. So part of this is is getting to know yourself, <laughs> and I find this concept super interesting because. We kind of just think we know ourselves, right? We've spent our whole life with with ourselves. But really, after you have children and life experiences and jobs and schools and diapers and sleepless nights and um, teenagers or whatever, you, you start to really understand what matters to you. And that may not be the same thing in your 40s as it was in your 20s. And I just think that getting to know that aspect is so important. It makes everything easier when it comes to getting hired and getting a job. So I want you to practice getting to know yourself by writing down your dream job. And I do have a freebie on this, yourtechie.com slash dream job. I'm going to walk you through some additional components though here in this podcast. So if you have that freebie, go ahead and snag it and, and take some notes on it. Because I want to give you even more nuances from this freebie about how to think about your work and really the questions to ask yourself. The point here is that if you haven't set aside time to think through and write down what your dream job is, you won't even know it when you see it. You won't even know it when you see it. You won't know if it's your dream job or a step towards your dream job. And that is a very important thing to know. We want to make sure that we're headed in the right direction and not the wrong direction. Okay. So you likely know more than you think, but here we go. Let's get specific. When you write something down and, okay, listen, I know this is awkward. I get it. It's okay. No one's listening. <laughs> I want you to practice saying what you want. I want you to practice saying it in your mirror. I want you to practice saying it into your computer, record yourself, listen to it. I want you to practice saying it and see if it works for you because a crazy thing happens when you start doing that. You begin to see it. You begin to notice those things that you want and those things that you don't want. And that's a beautiful thing because now instead of quote unquote getting rejected by a company or a hiring manager, you can clearly see it just wasn't a good fit. You can walk out of an interview and say, you know, I just, uh, yeah, that's just not going to work. I, it was so nice meeting you. I, I hope, I wish you the best. If I find someone, if I know someone who would work for you, I'd introduce you, but this one's not going to work for me. How powerful is that? When you can say no to a job because you understand your clarity, then you can say yes to a dream job. How great is that? So it's as if you're living the same life of like, I want an interview, I want an interview, I want to get hired, but then you have a totally different perspective. Because now there's not that need. There's no that like, oh, I've got to get it. It's just this, hey, I'm going to go in and see if it's a good fit. I really want this to work for me. And I, I've talked to you guys out there, you ladies, you have this amazing thing. You want to stay in the same organization. You want to have a relationship over the long term. Many, many of you have said that to me. And guess what? That's exactly what companies want. They want you to stay 
and learn and grow and add more value. It's a lot more cost effective for them, for you to stay, for you to understand their business and to keep working in it. And that's a huge advantage that I don't think a lot of you are um, playing up. Now, if your dream job doesn't include that, okay, then write it down. Then disagree with me because this is your life, not mine. You get to decide. You get to decide. But if you do want to stay with a company for the next 15 to 20 years, I would write that down because companies are looking for people like that. And I just want to pause here for a minute to say, it's really important that you practice believing that there is a dream job out there for you. The more time you spend in, I don't even know if anyone would ever hire me. I don't even, is it even possible? Is it, all of that is unhelpful and truly slowing you down from the path that you definitely are needed and deserve. There is a massive hiring need in our world and country right now. People need you. They need you to learn these skills and they need you to be hired and they're out there looking for you. So believe that your dream job is possible. All right, let's get specific. The first question I want you to answer, it's even more important than the title of your job. It's, it's even more important to that. And, and you can listen to the interview I did with Whitney on episodes 95 and 96, where we talk about the seven accelerants to growth. Number two is play to your distinctive strengths. So Whitney talks about disruption theory, personal disruption theory. You are disrupting yourself because you are trying to go from not being hired in tech to getting hired in tech, which is a disruption. Okay. And so when we look at the seven accelerants, the ways to do that, number two is playing to your distinctive strengths. And this one is tricky because in tech, you might be tempted to say, okay, well, my distinctive strengths are I'm going to learn to code or I'm going to learn how to do prototyping. But every UX designer is going to be able to do prototyping. Every developer is going to be able to code. So what makes you unique and different? Well, that has nothing to do with your new skills. Likely, it likely doesn't. There are some ways that it would. More, more likely, it's going to have to do with what your secret sauce is. Okay, what's your secret sauce? So the way that you can find your distinctive strengths, and these are hard to find because even Whitney even says in the interview, Sometimes those things that we're so natural at, we don't even value as our strengths. They're easy for us. So we don't understand the value that other people see in in us. So what I want you to do is one of two things or both. I want you to go across colleagues, family, friends. Don't ask all family or all friends. Kind of go across them. Ask them, hey, what do you think are my top two biggest strengths? Hey, what do you think are my top two biggest strengths? You'll see. Not everyone's going to say the same thing. If they do, then it's pretty clear, I guess. But the other piece here is to think about what is so natural a strength that sometimes it goes over, you kind of go over the point of it being a strength and it can be annoying to those people that you spend the most time with. I'll give you an example from my own personal life. So a lot of people love that I'm super high energy, right? It's great when you're a coach, bring, bring the energy, you guys come to the podcast. I'm like, what is up today? We're going to play. Let's bring the energy all out. Yeah, that's not always ideal (laughs) when you're living with me. It's not always the best thing for an introverted spouse. Sometimes that's a lot. And that's okay. That's okay. I am clear that that's a distinctive strength of mine, right? That's a distinctive strength because it can go 
towards the point of annoying. So it doesn't mean that it's just annoying. It has to be something that is a strength of yours, but it can be overkill for some of those people closest to you. All right. So if you're really positive all the time and sometimes people have given you feedback like, oh my gosh, you're just so positive. Okay. Well, then that would be, that would be a distinctive strength of yours because it's, it's a little bit past that point. All right. So I have some new insights here that I want to share with you. This is a model from author and thought leader, Patrick Lencioni. It's called the working genius model. And I am super into this right now. I love the working genius. I'm going to talk about it a lot. It's given me a lot of clarity in my own life and career and permission to just feel really good about the work that I'm doing. And so I want to share it with you. I'm going to link to the assessment. I'm going to link to it in the show notes. And I encourage you to take the assessment because this is another way that you're building knowing your dream job. It's knowing yourself. But this is brand new. So it's really cool. It's not like anything out there. It's not strength finders. It's not, it's not MBTI. It's totally brand new. And I'm going to tell you the six types of working genius right now. And then you can take the assessment and then you can see which of the one or two are most true for you. And that can help you to formulate the type of dream job that you're looking for. So let's go over them. Here are the six types first, and then I'm going to go over what they mean. The first one is wonder, invention, then discernment, galvanize, enablement, and tenacious. So the first time I did this, I thought, oh, this cannot be true because I was a very low tenacious. And I thought that is not true. I am so tenacious. Oh my gosh, let me tell you. But let me go over the definitions and you'll start to understand how you really need to understand the definition. You can't just use the words the way that you know them because like enablement, who wants to be an enabler? But it's not a negative. It's a positive thing when you hear the definition. So let's talk about those. And remember, this is your working genius. So it doesn't mean that you're going to spend every second of your job in it, but can you maximize the time that you spend in this? So number one, wonder. It's the natural gift of pondering the possibility of greater potential and opportunity in a given situation. Wonder, pondering the possibility of greater potential and opportunity in a given situation. A little bit of a daydreamer, really, but it's an important piece for coming up with new solutions. I know that we don't normally associate daydreaming with work, but it, it is an important piece. And I can see a lot of people who would be good at wonder could be good at UX design. You need new ideas to, to come to that table with. All right, invention, the natural gift of creating original and novel ideas and solution. Invention, the natural gift of creating original and novel ideas and solution. Moving on to number three, discernment, the natural gift of intuitively and instinctively evaluating ideas and situations. Okay, this one's super interesting. So if you're trying to invent or wonder, and then you take that to someone who really loves to discern, and then they start picking apart your ideas, and you're like, why are you always picking apart my ideas? No personal experience here. Oh, wait, yes, I have that. Well, then you understand, oh, they're just discerning. Okay, please stop discerning. We're just inventing and wondering right now. All right, galvanize. This one is for me, you guys. I'm sure you won't be surprised at this one. The natural gift of rallying, inspiring, and organizing others to take action. So you can see why I have my podcast, why I call you guys to action. I'm a galvanizer. Enablement, the natural gift of providing encouragement and assistance for an idea or project. 
I know that that can sound a little bit like a helper, but I don't agree. I think like a COO could be a great enabler. You need to have someone to move these ideas, these action steps into motion. And now we finish up with tenacious, which is the natural gift of pushing projects or tasks to completion to achieve result. Okay, well, here's the thing. I hate going to the nitty gritty. No, I just want to galvanize, talk about it. I hate going like, oh, let's make sure we've dotted every T and crossed every I. So what does that mean? That means I need to have people on my team who do that. And so you can look for people, you can look for teammates who compliment you. Don't try to be something you're not. That doesn't mean that you shouldn't be detail-oriented. Sometimes I have to do that in my work, even though it's not my natural my natural working genius. So if I had to spend 90% of my time in, in tenacity, that would be that would mean I was not as happy. I'm, I, I want to galvanize. I want to have more joy by galvanizing. So which is true for you? So I'll link to that assessment. I think it's I think it's worth your time. It's another way for you to get to know yourself. And also so that when you walk into that job, I understand that that organization needs you to perform a task. But how you perform that role, how you perform that job can be informed by your working genius. Okay, so check that out. Now, a couple more things here on your dream job that I want you to ask yourself so that you gain clarity around what it is. And that one is, what kind of a manager do you want to have? Right? Pretty much everyone has a boss. Even CEOs have boards and, and things like that. Everyone has a boss. Who do you want that boss to be? And you know what a great way to figure that out is to think about past managers who were not as good, who did not give you the the support or the direction that you wanted or the freedom, just depends. And then look for those traits that you do want because the right manager could completely change your experience. All right, so what would that look like if it was amazing for you? Maybe there's someone who can drive you and help you with growth and really help you build your knowledge base and capabilities so that you can grow in your career. Now, I'd really like you to spend time on this next question. What environment do you want to be in? It's just such a weird hokey time if you're listening to this podcast when it's released in in um, the fall of 2001, right? I mean, COVID, we, we thought it would be over. We thought that whole situation, we'd, we'd kind of quarantine and it would close down and then everything would open back up. And that's not, that's not the way it's playing out. It's really not. And so defining your environment and how you want to work, I think is really important. And not just from a standpoint of in office, at home, hybrid, not only that, but what if you're working from home? Do you want to be on, on Zoom calls all day? Do you, do you want to be, do you want there to be some element of like, we're working together, even if we're remote? Do you want to be in a small office where it's a small office, but we're getting together? I think it's an important time for you to really think about what environment you want to be in and also how that might be different than what you would have said 12 months ago. Maybe you're tired of being away from people. I know there's this whole social need, right? There's this whole kind of malaise of loneliness that I, I hear everywhere all the time. So if you're feeling that, you're not alone. We we want to get together. So how can we do that safely? What does that look like for you? And really define that environment. It's an important piece to your dream job. All right. Finally, I want you to think about how you will know you're succeeding at your job. 
What will those indicators be? How will you be celebrated in your job? And in what ways will you be rewarded? And I think it is great if you're rewarded through financial compensation. Maybe there's a bonus structure, but dig deep. What else? Because you're getting your paycheck every week or I mean, every other week. But what about what about the emotional needs of being celebrated, of cheering for your teammates or having being acknowledged for doing something for a job well done? What about those pieces? How will you know on a day-to-day basis that you're succeeding? And I'm talking about a lot of like celebrating, you know, me, I'm all into celebrating. If that's less your thing and you'd rather have a scorecard or managers that keep track and, and you work with them to really know, have the pulse of what's happening in the company, you understand how your work is impacting them, whatever it is for you, the question is, how will you know you are succeeding at your job? Think about that. That's hard. I know that's a hard question, but it's worth the time for you to think about how you will know you are succeeding at your job. Because you deserve to succeed at your job. If you're thinking about getting hired in tech and you're pursuing that tech career, I can already tell you, you're you're in one of the top people in the work world for value add. Because you are willing to push yourself to learn hard things. So even if you don't see yourself that way, those are great indicators So I know you're someone who wants to succeed. If you didn't, you'd just go snag an hourly job at whatever, wherever. I don't want to knock any hourly jobs. I'm just saying this is a career where you're putting time and energy into being a a person who has a successful career. So I know you're someone who wants to succeed at her job. What does that look like for you? All right. I just want to wrap up here. With the understanding, so I've walked you through the dream job. I've walked you through getting to know yourself. You can snag our freebie at yourtechie.com slash dream job. You can define all those things, but some of you won't do that. Some of you are going to say, listen, honestly, Ellen, it's totally fine if I just get whatever job. Let me tell it to you this way. Getting it wrong. Let's say you fill out your dream job and you're, you're totally wrong. I don't know how that's possible, but let's just say, let's just say you're wrong. Getting it wrong is better than drifting. And the reason for that is even if you get one nugget of knowing yourself better, of knowing the job that you're looking for, of understanding the relationships that you want to build, even if you get one nugget of that right, you're headed in a better direction, a better life trajectory, a more energized career for you than if you just say, yeah, whatever. Yeah, okay, well, whatever. So so this may not even feel like the real work. I mean, you're not working on a prototype. You're not writing code. But take 25 minutes to think about what your dream job really is going to entail. Heck, it's going to inspire you to get to work and do the real work and do the work of learning every day. If you're not inspired with an end result that you really are excited by, it's going to be hard to get to work. So take the time to know what you're looking for, or understand what you need more information about. It's a much better process and honestly, a much better life. If you start to direct your focus towards those things that bring you energy and have you be in a position to succeed in the ways that you decide. Now, who knows? Maybe some of those ideas that you come up with in your dream job are ideas that you bring to your new dream job to make someone else's dream job come true. 
Here's what I mean. Maybe you are mature, capable, intelligent, and successful, and you become a manager. And then you can help someone craft their dream job. You can help someone identify their distinctive strengths. You can help someone identify their working genius. And then you can help them build their dream job so that you're maximizing the potential in the organization. So why not go through this? If for no other reason, then you're going to be a great example to your future team member. Thanks so much for being with me here today. See you next time. Hey, if you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to sign up for the UR Techie email list. Imagine being in the tech job of your dreams. Join me to get the strategies, training, and never-ending support to get hired. Sign up at URTechie.com. That's Y-O-U-A-R-E-T-E-C-H-Y.com. I'll see you next time.